0: Everybody, Good afternoon, this is Dr. Farnan and
1: this is Dr. Lanier
0: from cutting edge foot and ankle here in Nashville and you're listening to the Med Nation Podcast, the show that involves two podiatrists having conversations with industry experts for people who love to learn about everything and anything from literally head to toe.
1: Today, we invited music publishing executive, songwriter and singer Michael Currier to our show. Michael will share with us his knowledge of music industry welcome michael
2: well good uh, good afternoon how are you guys great yes,
1: michael could you tell us about you
2: i have been in the music business in some former fashion since about 1974 75 is when i started my really professional career i started out as a singer and then uh trying to get a record deal here in nashville and it the record deal never worked out and wound up uh Becoming kind of accidentally and uh, uh, um, kind of a low level, entry level uh, job into the music publishing industry. I, back then, I spliced tapes and typed lyrics of uh, famous songwriters, and this was about 1981 or so. And then uh, two years later, I was invited to to, uh, to work for a little small publishing company. I started off with, the, along with the uh, singing career, I was a writer. I didn't really ha- understand how bad uh, my songs were <laughs> at the time. I was a terrible songwriter. But that changed when I got in the publishing industry. So I was able to work, a publisher works with songwriters and tries to, um, take their, uh, their songs and, and either one either help them find an artist in the industry who can record their songs or to find a writer that you can take and develop and that you think is worthy to be a recording artist and take them uh, to the record label to get them signed. So, and that's uh, uh, been part of that and uh, But the writing for me uh, started again back in the mid '80s, mid to late '80s, when I began to understand the commercial music industry. You know, it's it's it is about commerce. I mean, it is about business. It's all about creativity, but there is that important business aspect of it. And you gotta you gotta you gotta make both of them work. You gotta walk that line of. Of uh, creativity and and the business, so was in music publishing. I was there. And I became vice president of the small company. I became uh, uh, our company was bought out by a big multinational company back in nineteen ninety or ninety one, and, and uh, I was with it was BMG, and BMG owned Arista and RCA Victor and the. Uh, and anyway, I was there f- with them for uh, about 11, 12 years, and it was just a wonderful experience. So I left them and went to Universal Music Publishing and uh, uh, developed a joint venture with them. And I, back to BMG, I had developed uh, in the last four or five years, I had developed a uh, joint venture relationship with them so and i've been a couple other places but right now i still write, i still work to some degree in the music publishing industry but i teach at belmont university i'm an uh, adjunct professor uh working in the the curb college of entertainment and uh, music business and i do that i've been doing that 15 years so and i actually love it and uh you know uh Belmont, if you want to find great talent uh, they're just the kids are just amazing. every year I'm more amazed at how many kids come from all over the world and uh, and with their talents and you know the the talent pool grows and the level of tie, talent gets higher so anyway, that's kind of my life in the you know uh, since about 70s So
0: that's pretty impressive question for you is have you always loved music as a child and what made you decide to start a career in the music industry
2: i always loved music you know it wasn't on the table as far as my parents were concerned it wasn't on until my aunt kind of forced my parents to to make me have piano lessons and i resented every every i think it was piano lessons were every day so (laughs) i hated doing that but it was actually the first first part of where you know my music foundation was being built with piano so I eventually you know learned piano uh, more so on my own just playing by ear and play guitar i was playing in bands you know garage bands in high school and and when i went to college i was in the, very involved in the chorus there and also I did it all through college, and a bunch of my friends. We all kind of designs on the music. This was in Abilene, Texas, Abilene Christian University, and we all moved up here pretty much the same time. And a lot of people, you know, that I went to school with, or have, you know, have been involved and been very successful, and uh, and are still doing what they do. So.
1: Okay so my, i have a 10 year old daughter that loves loves to sing and she plays the piano and the guitar um and it's very hard for me to push her into having that be, you know be her career just because i know the music industry in nashville is saturated
2: yeah yeah and there's a combination of being talented and also having the kind of personality and character and the worth work ethic that's needed to 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 do that in the in the industry so it is like you say it's so competitive so and uh so many loops you have to jump jump through once you get in the industry and you get in a position to where you can sell songs or sell your albums as an artist you have to jump through a lot of loops even right after you get there you've got to you know you've got to please radio and you've got to find management that gets excited about you and you've got to find a record label that gets excited about you. And then after that, then, you know, the last, uh, the last loop you jump through is, is the people are the people going to like you as an artist, you know, are they going to buy your record? So, you know, you jump through so many hoops to get to the point where the audience there, can you develop a brand? Can you develop an audience? So,
0: Now, Dr. Lanier and I, you know, living in Nashville here and growing a thriving practice, see a lot of musicians and see a lot of entertainers. Is there a particular statistic that, you know, you've seen over the years of some of these young amateur guys making it big? And I know several that are extremely talented, like you said, that never just quite get that catapult into the the Jason Aldeans or the Luke Bryans. You know, I know that stardom or that level of stardom takes time, of course, it's not overnight, but... Is there right. a
2: particular percentage you've seen? Uh, you know what? It'd be hard to define the exact percentage, but the percentage has gotten smaller in the last few years. So the industry's really changed. But over the years, I've known so many great writers and so many great artists that that weren't able to kind of get to the the right place just for whatever reason it takes a lot of ambition it also a, an ability to accept rejection you know not take it personally when you are rejected and there's it's so competitive and, and you know you're going to hear a hundred uh, rejections for maybe five uh, you know uh, uh, you know affirmations so uh, hmm.
1: You did talk about uh, there is a line between creativity and a business aspect of being in this business. Uh, what is the process of creating a song and have it been published? Is right. there a process? What would that look like?
2: Well, I'll give you an example. In Nashville, songwriting is pr- primarily based on co-writing. After you write the song, then the song and i'm talking about you know the songs that are written by songwriters who are signed by a music publisher already and so what happens after the song the song is played for the music publisher there's a creative director uh, have contracts with the company and the the creative director and the songwriters they kind of get together and kind of make a creative assessment before they go into the studio to demo the song Having a good enough demo to take the song to someone, either a, a record A&R person or a manager or a record producer, anybody that has access that needs songs for a particular artist, and you pitch a song for that artist. And then, the first of all, the A&R person. Our A&R stands for artist and repertoire. They are the person in charge. Of developing the career of uh, an artist whether it's a new artist or an established artist uh, developing those careers at a record label so but these people you've got to you've got to make them happy before they even play a song for the artist so they're not going to play anything for the artist to consider recording unless they really believe you know basically as a songwriter you have two jobs as you have the first one is to write a song that can break a new act and or write a song that will sustain an established act so that's their job
1: wow so it's like uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of politics that goes into the music business as well you have to have you make somebody right. happy, you have to know people, you have to make sure you have to sell. Not only you have to produce, but you have to sell as well.
2: That's right. That's yeah. right. You have to have something commercial. So it is, you know, it is about the business and, and of course it's intellectual property and, you know, has value, you know, even if it doesn't Ever see the light of day? You know, I say it has value. Sometimes it's a, you know, it's it's not an investment. It you know, it's a liability (laughs) until it, until it makes money. So most of the songs written in towns, they they don't make money. Most of the (laughs) songs.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, They sit up on shelf. If you're familiar with that song, uh, "The House That Built Me," that Miranda, yeah, Lambert, you know that song. So that song set on a. a shelf for seven years it was pitched to many many artists and many many artists turned it down and finally it was like uh, miranda lambert was there waiting for it and the song had wait waited for miranda and the, you know they, it was a huge song it was a grammy award-winning song so
0: so knowing what you know about the music industry would you choose it all over again
2: as a profession oh in a heartbeat in a heartbeat so been such a joy you know it's like they said you know find something you love as a career and you'll never walk work a day in your life and that's kind of the way i felt i mean it's been hard and i've worked hard that's but it's just been a joy you know a labor of love
1: what about the mental health aspect of being in this business yeah. May is the Mental Health Awareness Month. When we were doing our research, we found out that musicians are three times more susceptible to depression than an average person.
2: That's right. Yeah. But
1: have you seen a lot of musicians struggle with mental illness?
2: Uh, I, I have. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it begins. You know, a lot of creative people, when they're growing up, <laughs> there's, there's, there's something missing in their lives. And sometimes that hole is filled by, by something creative, you know, is used to escape, you know, whatever's going on in their life at the time. So, you know, a lot of great songs, if you listen to great songs, a lot of songs, you know, really happy, And but there's also a lot of songs that angst and darkness, the dark side, and uh, there is a drive for recognition and affirmation sometimes that the artist don't know that it's all about what they didn't uh, receive growing up. They weren't affirmed. They maybe weren't considered special until, you know, something like music shined a light on them and 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 then you know, there's also that aspect of when you feel insecure about yourself and you spend this time writing and everything, the, the the danger is, you know, if you do have success, there's also a tendency to overplay that success that you know once you have this affirmation that you're entitled to <laughs> much more.
0: For you, I have a burning question for you actually. Sure, sure. So knowing your history in the industry who is your favorite artist? Who can you sit down right now, enjoy just listening to an album or a record and just really just yeah. sit down and, and really enjoy it?
2: Well, you know, most of the people that I like are, you know, people that I grew up listening to, uh, you know, whether it's Crosby, Stills, Ash and Young, or Bob Dylan, or, um, or the Beatles. Somebody asked me the other day that, uh, you're stranded on an island, uh, you know, secluded island, and you're there for the rest of your life. Who would you, if there's one artist that you could take with you to listen to, you had something to listen to? And, and uh, for me, it just, uh, it would be James Taylor. And uh, because there's such a perspective and such an honesty, and it's, to me, the, the spiritual nature of what he uh, what he writes about and performs it's 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 sacred i listen to it there's such a, a an opening up for me my spirit and uh, you know probably my favorite artist you know is crosby stills and nash but you know I, you know that's in light of you know james taylor you know i don't know whether i could choose either one so but anyway that if that makes any sense so
1: it does yeah. it does I don't know who James Taylor is, so I'm going to YouTube him after
2: we finish. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The next time I come in and you check out my feed, you're going to be in trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't spent some time learning who James Taylor is. So.
1: You know, I always, when I get in trouble like that, I always go back to, you know, I'm not from here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's no excuse. That's no excuse. <laughs>
0: What inspirational quote or mantra do you live by every day that you can share with us and our subscribers?
2: Uh, well, it's it's a songwriter. The Nashville Songwriters Association said it all. It says it all begins with a song that I teach my students, and I you know I, I use that phrase a lot uh, because you you don't have a song, you don't need record businesses, you don't need management, you don't need uh, recording labels, you don't need you know, the the whole thing, if you don't have the foundation of songs, um, it really does. And at the same time, you know, a great song uh, needs a great artist and a great artist needs a great song. So, but that's, I mean, that's, you know, a more of a, uh, I mean, I think that's what comes to mind. So I'm sure there are others that come to mind. that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think there's been a, uh, you know, I think the sun is still still right for me. I don't think there's been a podiatrist slash star songwriter and singer. Um,
1: <laughs> you can be one.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I think I still have the look. Um, <laughs>
2: it's not too late. It's not too
0: late, Robert, so.
1: <laughs> I'll be your cheerleader, Farnan. Thank yeah. you.
0: I, I appreciate you because, like I said, you know, I can go out there. I could wear some tight Wranglers, throw on a cowboy hat. And I think, uh you know, I, you know, I could be the next Luke Bryan. I can shake it that's for me. Fine. You know,
2: well, yeah, you're gonna have to work on your accent, though. No, it's, that's it's true. Kinda, you gotta learn to talk kind of like this. You, you it, know, kind of up in a drawl and. <laughs> 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 that
0: is true though that is true but yeah I, I haven't seen a podiatrist slash uh, singer yet so I'm going to be working on that next time I see you
2: yeah well it you know it, it there's got to be some kind of name Doc Doc Robert and the you know it wouldn't be the podiatrist or the you know the or just to the peds Doc Doc Robert and the peds
0: I, I love it see yeah um, I, mean,
2: I, I could there's there's the, there's the name expect that, to
0: hear a song from me soon so. There you
2: go. Or Doc, you know, Doc Robert and the orthotics or something. I don't know. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> he bought orthotics from us.
2: Yeah. Well, Michael, yeah. it's
1: so nice to have you on. And yes. it's a pleasure, you know, that uh, we are able to speak to you and share uh, your knowledge. Thank welcome. you for coming on.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, get to talk with you guys so
0: yeah yeah absolutely thank you thank you for being on here with us we're truly appreciative you you, you know you're sharing insightful knowledge and we have a lot of subscribers that are artists and future young artists and it's, it's great right. to hear that from
2: you right well i'm glad hopefully there's been you know a nugget here and there that somebody can you know somebody can possibly use uh, absolutely
0: Absolutely. So, everybody, thank you for listening to the Med Nation podcast with your host, Dr. Farnan and
1: Dr. Lanier.
0: We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Michael. If you want to hear more conversations like this, join us for our next episode. As always, you can head over to our Apple Podcasts and Spotify to hear more episodes like this. If you have questions for Michael as well as us, check out our links in the description and feel free to email us and connect. We'd love to hear from you guys. That's all for this episode of Men Nation. See you guys next time.
1: See you next time.
0: Yeah.